welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident at 30. Welcome back. I cannot believe how long it's been since I've been reunited with my podcast mic, and welcome to what I'm calling the new season of the Turning 30 podcast. The first season was 32 amazing episodes and after almost one year of released content and over a year of recorded content, it naturally came to a close. I didn't even plan to do a season, just loads of things happened behind the scenes which I'm going to fill you in on and I just ended up taking a natural break and decided to really wind down and recuperate and start planning the upcoming year of podcast episodes and I'm really excited to start everything back up again and just be back bringing content to you all. The podcast journey for me really has been such an awakening, it's been such a practice in letting go and actually doing something that I promised myself I would never do. So when I first became a life coach, I said to myself, I'm absolutely not going to be one of those generic coaches who goes into the online space, thinks that she or he is different from anybody else, and I'm not going to start a podcast. It just, I promised myself, it was actually something that I felt so strongly about. I remember people suggesting me to do it and I just laughed it off and thought that will never be me I'm not like everyone else and I also didn't have the confidence to do it I was so nervous I couldn't bear the thought of hearing my own voice back to me to have to replay the episodes I couldn't imagine people not receiving it well I just didn't want to do it until I had this idea in the shower March 2020, sorry, May 2020, just out of the first lockdown, and I thought to myself, wow, I love listening to podcasts, but I haven't really found one that's really authentic and has true voices of people who are in their 30s talking about 30-related issues. And that's where the idea for this podcast was born, and I just went for it. As soon as I started to get the ball rolling, Loads of different things happened. You could say the stars aligned. And here we are, exactly one year after the first episodes were published. And I'm just celebrating 20,000 downloads, which I really can't believe. I genuinely never did this for the statistics. I didn't do it for the prestige. I honestly did it because I thought it would be an amazing support for my existing clients and followers to really go deeper into the work that I talk about mostly on my Instagram and wow what a journey it's been so if I could really sum it up I would say that this podcast aim is to just make you feel not alone with turning 30 so if you are new to the podcast now and you have never heard it before and this is you tuning in to the first episode then that's really the purpose of the podcast it's a combination of guest interviews where I break down and talk about lots of different turning 30 relevant 
subjects and I interview both experts and also uh, clients and just your regular 30-something that has a story to share. And I also uh, sprinkle in my own solo episodes where I'm talking a lot about coaching and concepts that I've developed in my coaching and that I've learned from my teachers in order to help you learn how to coach yourself and give you a real insight into what life coaching is because so many people don't actually know. So I just can't wait to get back to it and it really is exciting for me that this is the 33rd episode of the Turning 30 podcast and I'm going to use it to talk about my 33rd year. But just before we dive in, I want to give you a little bit of behind the scenes of what's been going on the past couple of months because as I explained, the recordings did stop and I've not really been able to tell you what's been going on with the business and with coaching and with turning 30 things. So for any new listeners, I'm Emma, I'm 34 years old, single, crazy about what I do. I am a life coach who's on a mission to make 30-somethings feel like they can do whatever they want, regardless of timelines, regardless of milestones, and to really just live a life that feels authentic and to live a life that is on your terms and not dictated by anybody else. And I've been doing this full-time now for around 15 months and my business has just gone from strength to strength in the past year. I've been a coach for five years now, but for most of that time, up until 15 months ago, I was doing this as a side hustle. And since then, I've gone from having a couple of clients sprinkled here and there to gratefully and amazingly being fully booked by last winter, by the end of last year, and then up until now where I have just launched a couple of months ago my amazing group course called The Next Chapter which is now almost halfway through for the first cohort of people on that course and also just about to launch Turning 30 Retreats. So there's been so much going on and I just wanted to say that I'm so in awe of all of the people in my group course who are really showing up and I started that course because as much as I love one-on-one coaching and it's a great model and it's a great way that I can help people, I just wasn't getting to enough people and at the same time, the community aspect for me was really missing. Um, If you've heard me talk on the podcast before, you'll know that community is my biggest thing, making people feel not alone, realise that they're not the only ones going through the turning 30 issues and it's been so amazing to have this container which at the moment has 27 people in it and to bring people together. So I'm not going to delve in now to tell you more about the course because I could spend the whole of our time together just talking about it but I will dig into that in another episode but what I will tell you is that the doors to that course are opening up again in just a couple of weeks for an October start date and it's going to be another amazing amazing group of people who are all coming together for a shared experience of wanting to learn the coaching concepts and set goals and 
learn lots of exciting and new material that is going to help you to feel good about yourself like I said that's my mission that you're going to feel better and be more confident and you're going to start making big changes to build your next chapter now if this speaks to you and you are interested in finding out more and joining the waitlist which I really recommend that you do because the waitlist is basically going to give you early access to everything you're going to be the first to find out and it will also give you special offers and discounts for the course itself so if this is calling you then there's a link in the bio of my instagram uh, you can go to my website turning30coach.com 30 uh, being the numbers three zero and i'll also put in the blurb of the podcast the link to both the website where you can learn more about the course and also the waiting list because it's going to be amazing there will be limited spaces and i'm really looking forward to seeing some of you there So let's dive in to the episode. So, episode 33, my 33rd year. And I've gone to record this episode so many times and each time I choke. I really want to bring this to you in a way that is going to be inspiring and is going to really uplift you and show you that being in your mid-30s and going through big life changes is something that isn't only possible, but it can be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because that's exactly what happened to me. But this is going to be my most vulnerable episode to date. And I'm choking up because I get emotional talking about it. Not because I've not processed the emotion. I've had a really amazing year of healing and done a lot of work on myself to get to this place where I can so confidently talk to you about this topic and what I've been through the last year. It's the emotions of gratitude and the emotions of happiness that this is my life now and that all of these things happened to me even though at the time I didn't know that I would ever feel that way. So a lot of you who have followed my stories on Instagram I do try and be as authentic as possible there and I feel like I've left you know lots of clues and I've alluded lots of times to the story that happened to me one year ago but I've never really you know pieced it all together it's like I've scattered jigsaw pieces around everywhere I've written captions I've potentially spoken about it in some guest interviews when I've shared my story but I've never really given the whole picture of what happened to me and that's what this episode aims to do I really want to relive this story with you and tell you the story of what happened the week and the month of my 33rd birthday but what I've decided to do is I'm going to split this episode into two because there's just so much to talk about and there's so many different topics and and different areas of my life that were affected so I didn't want to rush through it and breeze through it and miss out key details and and key things that I wanted to reflect on. So what I'm going to do is this episode, I'm going to really focus on my breakup and that part of my life, the more pre-33 part of my life. And then in the next episode, I'm going to talk more about what happened post-breakup and the life that I built afterwards, which included a solo trip to Central America and crazy growth in my coaching business. And I'm going to talk in more detail about those things in the next episode even though I will 
mention them here and there in this episode. And woven through, when I'm telling you the story, are going to be the lessons that I've learned and some reflections on what I've been through. So if you did tune in to the first series of the podcast, you'll know that I did an episode on my journey, my turning 30 journey. So this is episode number five. If you haven't heard it before and you really want to know a little bit about how I became a life coach and my own personal turning 30 quote unquote crisis, then I really recommend going back at some point and listening to that episode. But it's funny because I was thinking about the episode, how I finished it once I turned 30. I think that was it. I I gave you the background of what happened and how I had a big career change and how I discovered coaching and then I left my job and all of those things. But it's almost like a cliffhanger to what happened afterwards. And I think that's natural. And I want to make it clear that I call myself the turning 30 coach, but this is an ongoing journey. So I feel like every year I could say I'm the turning 31 coach, 32 coach, 33 coach, having just turned 34, I can say that each year brings a new start, brings changes, brings a new chapter. And I thought it was only fair to carry on the next part of my journey into my 30s. So where to begin? My early 30s, between 30 and 33, are what I now like to refer to as my incubation years. I definitely believe that I was a caterpillar waiting to transform. I spent a lot of this time really digging deep, asking really big questions, found my love of coaching. I really got a bit obsessed with personal development. I really explored myself. I really went inside and did that self-exploration that I hadn't done before. However, there were still so many layers to peel back. And I think that during this time, I didn't actually look fairly at all different areas of my life. I was very, very focused on work as the problem. So during this time, I was in a relationship with somebody who I had met about six months before my 30th birthday. I am not going to use this episode to air my dirty laundry, just as a little bit of a disclaimer. Obviously, there are two parties involved and I have to be respectful of the other side. But I am going to share some personal things about my side of the story and what was going on with me. Because after almost four years together, the month I turned 33, which was to be precise, June 2020, so just a little over a year ago, my whole life in one week fell apart. I ended this sad relationship with my partner who I truly believed was the one I was going to take those big next steps with and build a family. And I also left my job in a company where I had quite a high level position. It was my full-time employment. Now, I don't want to play the victim here because it really isn't as simple as one day I got dumped and then the next day somebody took my job away. It was definitely not like that. I played a huge part in making the decisions to walk away from both the job and both the relationship. But I really want to be honest with you and tell you that before I decided these things, before this week of my life happened, I didn't have any conscious idea 
that I was ready and that I wanted to build my next chapter. I really want to make that clear because I think a lot of people who do sign up for coaching with me or sign up for my group course, they think that they have to be fully ready. And when I say ready, like fully, like all systems go and I've been stuck in this period for a really long time and I really need to, you know, move forward and break the patterns and all those things. You know, they think that's what they need in order to take next steps. But here, this is a perfect example of the fact that I absolutely had no idea. It was all going on in my subconscious that I was about to go through this huge life change. It was just a seismic shift is the only way I can describe it. And even when I'm talking about it now, I can say that it really was shocking because even though some of the things that happened to me were a long time coming and some of the decisions that were made, now I can look back and say, oh yeah, you know, it was clear that something needed to to shift. The truth is I was doing what I always tell my coaching clients that they do. I was waiting for a circumstance to change. So I had some niggles, I had some things going on that were here and there popping into my consciousness and I definitely was aware that I wasn't living my life exactly according to the way that I wanted to but I these were these were fleeting moments that I really 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 swiftly pushed back down to the point where I think I pushed them down so much that it came out in other ways it came out in other symptoms let's say which is that every so often I would get very emotional I would have a kind of breakdown I would have a big argument with my partner or even with my family I it really really struggled to keep control of my emotions and now I realize why is that I was really ready for this huge big change to happen but I was just sitting there and waiting for something to happen to me I was waiting for some sort of sign or just someone to take me and pick me up you know, like those things that you get um, where you get the teddy bears and the, the claw, you know, in the cinema, the claw comes and picks up the teddy bear and moves it to the, you're trying to win the prize. That's what I felt like. I was just waiting for somebody to do that to me. And I think I really repressed any feelings of desire to start a new life because I genuinely was so focused on the future and so certain that I had everything planned out a certain way and planned and under control but alas everything isn't certain as we know and nothing was ever really truly in my control and it never will be sorry for those of you who are control freaks as am I and lots of things started to change so let me talk specifically about the breakup so at this point in time like I said, it was a few years into this serious relationship. We were talking about uh, moving out of the city and we had just recently bought a car together and we were talking about having children within the next year and there were lots of other things going on. But in my head, the this was the direction. It was just that we were going from here to here to here, jumping through those milestones, running towards them because that's really the what I thought was going to make this underlying feeling of non-compatibility and nervousness about the match in my relationship, the symptom of that was just to keep running. And I'm going to say something here, and this is the truth of my story, and I need to be honest and vulnerable when I say it. I admit it. 
I stayed in a relationship when in my heart I knew I would never be truly, truly happy. And I stayed in that relationship for fear of going through a breakup and being alone and being single in my mid-30s. Now, most of the time, this wasn't a conscious decision. But now I'm on the other side of it. I know and understand that the thing holding me back from truly living my authentic truth in my relationship and in my life in general was a deep nervousness and worry that I would be single and left behind. I didn't want to be labeled the single one. A majority of my friends weren't single. I did have some single friends, but I hadn't really kept in great touch with them. And most of those that were single were significantly younger than me. And I was so afraid to have this stigma, have this label linked to being in my 30s. I'm going to say in my mid-30s. And the symptom of this in my relationship was pushing for commitment. As I was saying before, really trying to reach those milestones and adhere to the timelines that had been set out for me, really answering society's call to be a certain way. And in doing that, I was putting pressure on my partner to do things in our relationship that we both knew at some level we weren't going to survive. And now I can say that the cracks in the relationship, even though I thought would get better over time, and once we did those things that we would flourish and finally it would be better and you know kind of it will put a plaster on where we were right now the truth is and it always was is that those things those cracks in the relationship were never going to be filled by an engagement ring or the promise of a child or even having a child so that is my honest truth to you I feel like I'm coming out of the closet (laughs) because I know probably what you're thinking like whoa hold up one second you're the turning 30 coach and you were the turning 30 coach before this crisis and before this breakup and my tagline actually states fuck the timelines but I was running towards the timelines so isn't that ironic but the honest truth is is that I could still coach other people and be involved in these conversations because I genuinely truly with all of my heart at that time couldn't see it for myself I was so consumed in fear that it blocked me from even realizing that this was happening to me. So if you would have asked me two years ago about it, I could have coached someone and given someone great advice about their wants and needs of being in a relationship and things like that. But for myself, it was like I was blinded by it. So it's been a really interesting journey because this now has made me come into such awareness and understand myself on such a deeper level because let's be honest when we're in relationships and we get consumed by that relationship it's very very easy to lose sight of yourself I think many of you listening will be familiar with that and I'm not a special case you know a lot of people probably look at me and think oh if you're a coach you've got your life sorted you know you everything's everything's great everything with you just goes smoothly and you just were born like this but the truth is that the reason I can coach the way I can coach now and why I've become so expert on this topic and able to really guide my clients through similar situations just like this is because I've lived it it's because I've lived this 
And I think it's really important to acknowledge that, that I don't look back at that time and think that I was a fraud or think that I wasn't being true to my clients or anything like that. I look back at it and realize that I needed to go through that in order to become the coach that I am today and be able to run my business as I do. So it was a very long journey for me to actually finally come into awareness that I needed to leave this relationship. And it was really linked to my coaching. So at this time, I was working full time and I was doing my coaching on the side. But for a couple of months before, because of everything with Corona, my business that I was working for, sorry, the company I was working for had started to make lots of cuts and I was getting a bit panicked. So my heart has always been with coaching and I had decided that I was ready to go back in. I had originally a few years back tried to make it as a freelance coach without having a another a main job and it hadn't worked out so that was back in 2018 and I had slight trauma from that and had then gone on to be fully employed and do my coaching on the side and all of a sudden I was just being called so so strongly back into my coaching and I really started to build my community during this time so I was posting every day I was DMing people I was I really just started to educate myself a little bit more I started to live and breathe turning 30 turning 30's mission and that's the reason why I all of a sudden came into awareness of myself is that I gave my coaching such a boost and I ended up selling a few clients and being really ready to just dive straight in and to become a full-time coach again. And after all of these conversations and the posts and the sharing and the community, something just clicked and I realized, oh, I'm not practicing what I preach. And that's basically what catapulted and triggered this decision to walk away. And at the time, as I mentioned before, what was holding me back was this really really intense fear of being alone and I thought a lot at the time about what it would mean to start this new chapter alone. I was paralyzed, I was terrified but I really got to the point where I had to just embrace the fear and surrender. I had to let go of this image and vision of my life that I thought I saw that involved a suburban life with children very coming very soon and you know, this partnership that I thought would be my safety net and my security blanket, and I just had to surrender. I remember the day that it happened, and I got coached and coached and coached on the topic. I journaled my life away during these few weeks. I had many therapy sessions, and, you know, I had all of this guidance, but it really had to click internally for me to finally take that step up, and then I knew I was ready, and honestly, something just clicked, something happened, something shifted, and I came into alignment. And I'm, wow, just getting goosebumps now even thinking about it. I surrendered. And I remember the day that I did it, I came out of a really powerful coaching session. And I went to the sea, to the beach, where I do a lot of my thinking as a water baby. And I sat there and I remember just staring out into the sea and saying I 
do not know what's going to happen next. And that is the scariest thing in the world, not to know how my life would be or what it would be. And I just looked out to the sea and I don't know who I was speaking to. And I just said, I surrender, I'm ready, just take me. Take me wherever you want to take me. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to flow along and whatever will happen will happen and I'm strong enough to get through this. And that basically was my decision. And wow, it was just, it was just crazy, really. I, I, I'm struggling to find the words of how crazy it really was. Because all of a sudden, I found myself single, about to celebrate my 33rd birthday. This happened a few days before my 33rd birthday. I was basically homeless because I shared an apartment with my ex. We'd been renting together for three years. And the story that I'm going to tell and more, focus on more in the next episode is that I would have just left, I had just left my full-time position and I was taking on a solo rent. I would need to take on a solo rent. And to add to all this, I was living away from my family in the time of a pandemic and I couldn't just, you know, jump on a plane to see them for the weekend. It just wasn't possible. Let me tell you all, if there ever was a rock bottom in my life in terms of the external things, this was it. However, I have to say, and I'm not going to tell you it was easy, there were many, many dramas and complications, and I wish I could say that it was conscious uncoupling, but it wasn't, it turned dramatic, I found out things after the breakup that I wish I never knew, and I went through intense pain, and a really intense loneliness, and I had moments where I thought, oh, I can't do this, I just can't do it. But I will tell you something, that when you make a decision in your life that lines up with your values, that's your actual truth, that feels right, even though it brings you this intense pain, you're never going to regret it. And I never, ever regretted my decision to do any of the things that I did during this time, despite the fact how hard it was. Because somewhere deep down, and I think that it's because I've been coaching myself for so long, I knew, I trusted myself, and I knew that I would get to the other side. I didn't know when, and I didn't know how, but I chose to believe that I was going to come out of this stronger, and that it was all happening for a reason. And actually, once I came out of the relationship, and I eventually distanced myself from that life that I had been clinging onto so tightly, I saw things so much more clearly. And all of the red flags in my own behavior in the relationship just really stood out to me of how I was running for the milestones, how I was settling for things that I didn't truly want, how I used to do things like look at other people's relationships and just say, oh, well, that person has a problem in their relationship, so no one's really truly happy. So just because I'm not even truly happy, it doesn't matter, that's normal. Not being happy in a relationship is normal. And I used to also think things like, okay, it's better not to be alone than, it's better to be uh, unhappy and with someone than it is to be unhappy and alone. So I'm just going to stay put, especially with the state of the world at that point in time. So these are really things that now I look back and these are thoughts that held me back for a very long time. And I wish I could speak to past Emma and, or at the time, past Emma could have been spoken to by future Emma and to tell her what was waiting for her on the other side, to tell her this amazing, amazing, amazing life that can be lived that isn't dependent on anybody else, that isn't because you're in a relationship or because you've hit a timeline 
or a milestone or because you get external validation, something that you're supposed to do. I absolutely now know with all of my heart that the life waiting on the other side was so much better than the life I was living before, but I needed to go through what I went through in order to get there. So I do not have any regrets and the past year has been a really intense year of understanding and healing and looking back and really coming to terms with and forgiving myself for the way that I was before and for staying in this relationship. The truth is this story really isn't about a breakup with a person. I don't want you to take it as me just giving you the inside details of what it's like to break up with somebody at 33 when you were planning a wedding and a future with this person. No. What I want you to take away from this is I broke up with myself. I did. I broke up with myself and I broke up with my vision of what my future should look like. And I also broke up with what society said I should do. And that's why this breakup was just so much more than just a regular breakup and that's why so many different areas of my life were affected because it wasn't just about a boy and a partner it was about me shedding literally shedding my skin and starting again and during this time I really used gratitude as a way of holding on to what was coming I remember when I was at rock bottom being like oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Writing a list of like, okay, I don't have all of these things that I thought I would have and now I'm struggling and I'm alone and I don't have money and I don't have clients right now and I don't have a house and all of these things. But I wrote, and I've got the list on my phone, I wrote everything I do have and I included the fact that I had an amazing, amazing circle of friends here who just lifted me up and I'm forever grateful to them. And I wrote that I have um, an amazing self-determination and a belief and a confidence and self-worth knowing that I was going to be able to come back from this even stronger. And obviously I wrote that I had Chica and I wrote that my business is gold in my hands and I was so grateful for the community and I knew that that was what was what was going to save me and be the catapult into what became and really truly has become the best year of my life. Now, just before I finished, I just want to tell you a few things that I've learned. Firstly, starting again at 33 isn't just a possibility for you, for anybody listening. It's not just possible, it's amazing. Really, it's transformational. Making decisions when you actually know yourself compared to going through breakups in my 20s, wow, you can't even compare Having to make life decisions when you know yourself better is a very, very different story. The second thing is that friends are the most important thing in life. Really, I had pushed so many of my friends away because I didn't really want to admit to them or to myself what I was going through. And I pushed friends away who were in their relationships because I was nervous to see what their relationships would bring. And I pushed single friends away because I thought they had opinions on me and my partner. And when I went through the breakup and my friends just rallied together and helped me, I remember just saying to myself, and I say it every day now, never forget that partners do come and go, but friends are for life. And 
really, really important to nourish those friendships. The third thing is being alone is hard. It really is. I'm not going to say it's all easy breezy, but I can tell you this is a fact, that being in a situation or in a relationship where you can't be your true authentic self is the loneliest thing in the world. It's a lot more lonely than being physically alone. I felt a lot more lonely in the past in my relationship than I do now as somebody who lives alone and spends a lot of time alone. I do not feel emotionally lonely. And it really, really isn't as bad as I had catastrophized. I want to talk about the subject of loneliness more, but I feel like it's a a topic for another podcast episode. And lastly, I just want to leave you on the note of don't be afraid to actively go out and build your next chapter. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Like I mentioned before, I called in the troops even when I didn't have a penny to my name and I promise you, when I broke up with my ex, I didn't have a job, I really didn't have savings and I didn't have enough money to invest in the coaching and the therapy and all of the things that I ended up doing but I knew it would be worth the investment because I knew I would make the money back and I did and I really 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 valued that belief that sometimes you have to go into that minus or go into that place of okay I'm just going to invest and I'm going to reap the benefits after and that's what happened and I was lucky I had a friend that really said to me here just take this money for my deposit for my apartment and that paid her back almost immediately as soon as I had it and I I don't regret that I really don't regret it so they're my four lessons learned and I could carry on forever and ever. I don't want to chew off your ear anymore. But that is basically the main thing I've learned. My 33rd year started with a huge heartbreak and a huge change of plan and ended up being the most expansive, interesting and different year. And I'm going to even say my best year up until now because of that. So I'm really going to talk to you in the next episode about what happened after this. So what happened after I went through the breakup? I, little spoiler, began to grow my business and the Turning 30 mission really started to grow. I moved into a new apartment alone. I then went on a digital nomad trip to Central America all the way up until my 34th birthday, which I closed off by selling out my group coaching program and having an amazing celebration with my two closest friends in the desert. If this episode has touched you at all, inspired you, resonated with you, or you know a friend or somebody who would really, really benefit from it, then please share it. I really want to get my turning 30 stories in as many ears as possible. And I really want to thank you for being part of my journey. I know Most of my podcast listeners are just such loyal followers and you follow on my story on Instagram and you've been honestly the biggest source of support in the past year. I genuinely, genuinely cannot express enough gratitude and appreciation for being part of this journey with me. So thank you. I hope you all have an amazing week and I will see you on the episode next week.